YouTube, how's it going? Born AK High here. The San Diego Padres defeat the Fish 2-1. to What a night, man. What a game. We need to break down all of this one tonight. Chat, how's it going, everybody? I feel rejuvenated. I feel joy. Manny Machado is the MVP so far of the National League. Nick Martinez, we're talking about potentially putting Nicky in the bullpen right now. No can do's. Absolutely shoved tonight for the San Diego Padres. Lots to discuss in the live stream. We'll wait for everybody to settle in. How's it going? My name is Borna, aka Hog. Let's get a quick roll call. Pauline, Anthony, ADHD619, Mike, Wolfpack, Joey, Fat Sal, Saul, where is everybody tuning in from on this fine Thursday night? Now, everybody, the San Diego Padres defeat the Miami Marlins 2-1. to one. And when you have elite starting pitching, especially on the other side of well, these are the kind of games that you need to win. If you're just tuning in to the Padres Hogwatch postgame show, I hope you smash the like button on the channel. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on those post-bell notifications to all my podcast listeners. Welcome from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Nick Martinez absolutely was delectable, immaculate, almost perfect tonight. Seven innings pitched, one earned run, four strikeouts. Martinez throws a season high, I believe, as well, 102 pitches to 71 strikes. So Nick Martinez was absolutely fantastic tonight, man. Just so fantastic tonight. How's everybody feeling from this win, and where is everybody tuning in from, man? Woo! I'm excited for this show tonight. We aren't going to hear from Bob Melvin. We're going to hear from Matt Christensen, the bench coach, as Bo Mel was at the stadium tonight, but was dealing with a little bit of an illness, man. How's everybody doing? Big win, everybody. Big win. 17-9, and nine, as Fat Sal says. I'm doing just fine being 17-9. and nine. I'm doing just fine being 17-9. and nine. The Padres win to continue to win these low-run games. Isaac, Eric, welcome to the stream. Welcome to the channel. To all my new viewers, I hope you subscribe. And as Grisham says, hit the like button. Guys, I'll put the link to all of my social medias on top of the chat so you guys know when I'm going live. Shout out to my awesome graphics team as well. Let's everybody know on my Instagram when the Hogster is going live. Make sure you guys go ahead and give me a follow. The Nick Martinez Amp. Thank you, Jorge, letting you know when Hogster goes live. So go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at the Hogwatch. My Twitter's at the Hogwatch. We're going to hear from Christensen. We're going to hear from the San Diego Padres. Without further ado, it's important that we discuss Manny Machado. With Fernando Tatis Jr.'s absence, everybody, okay, with Fernando Tatis Jr.'s absence, I said one thing. It's going to be okay, but Manny Machado needs to have one of those starts where it's not like his usual April slow, May's a bit slow, we get hot in June. Manny Machado has not only, you know, proved me wrong and shut me up in terms of having a fast start. Yeah, I said it. Manny Machado has been the best player in baseball so far his approach to the plate his defense and the only knock on him so far about a week ago early on in the season was his slugging 
And now Manny Machado is starting to barrel baseballs. He's baseballs. He's starting to crush baseballs. So we look at the box score tonight. Lazardo Martinez, it was a pitching duel. He is the Marlins' number one guy. We went with our fifth guy tonight, and we were able to get the win. Also, guys, where in the living Lord would this Padres team be if A.J. Preller did not trade Chris Paddock for Taylor Rodgers, in which at the time it seemed like an overpay? Taylor Rodgers has literally been N-A-I-L-S. Language of origin, please. Can you use that in the sentence? Sure. Taylor Rodgers has been absolutely nails for the San Diego Potters. I sent out a tweet the other day. This organization, one thing, we haven't been that spoiled, but one thing the Potters organization has been spoiled with is perfect, immaculate, awesome, lockdown closers. Closers, closers, closers. I don't know why my alerts aren't working, but Sam, thank you so much for the $5 holla. Taylor Rogers just hasn't been great. He has been dominant. There is the donation on the thing. Taylor Rogers hasn't just been great. He's been dominant. Absolutely dominant. I mean, guys, one-run leads feel like 10-run leads when you have Taylor Freaking Rogers closing down the fort. Now, here's the thing. We'll get into Taylor Rogers again. Let's get some W's for Sam for the $5 holla. I appreciate your donation. It's freaking great. Cobra, how is everybody doing, man? Let's get one more roll call now. We got 100 plus of y'all in here. And let's get this thing to 50 likes. King, welcome to the stream. Lobster, Dominic. Seas, how you doing, my man? Truth, Austin YT, welcome to the channel, everybody. If you're new, subscribe to the Hogwatch. I'm feeling so good tonight, man. This was this is a great win. Is this Padres team good? So we look at the lineup tonight, and before we get into Nick Martinez, we got to talk about this, man. And we're going to get into the top hog of the night. And maybe if you guys want me to wait to do it, or should we do it now? Because I, I know we'll wait. We'll wait to do the top hog of the night. We'll be showing our graphic again. But these numbers aren't even updated yet for Manny Machado. These numbers aren't even updated yet. He now has seven home runs. He now has 20 RBIs. And he's now hitting, I believe, 382. So Manny Machado has been the most consistent and the best player in baseball. Has been the best player in baseball. And it's just been awesome to see. Guys, how are we feeling right now about Manny Machado? I mean, this is the most unbelievable thing. I haven't even seen it. So without further ado, I got to get into the Top Hogs Awards of the night. Now, in usual situations, okay, in usual situations, I only give one Top Hog of the night. In usual situations. But guys, it would be a crime of me to not give the Top Hog Award to two San Diego Padres tonight. It would be a crime of me to not give the Top Hog Award to two San Diego Padres tonight. And you see who that second one is as he is on the freaking charts now. So you have double Top Hogs of the night in Nick Martinez and. All right, and Manny Machado. 
Now, come on. This is the first double top hog award of the year, but I were I couldn't rob Nick Martinez because it's very important. It's very important for Nick Martinez to get love because guys, although he hasn't had the fastball command all year, the changeup, the dominance, getting the ground balls when he needed to. And guys, that third inning, excuse me, yeah, that third inning it could have gotten a lot worse. It was runners on first and second, and he was at a full count with no outs. He was able to win that big battle against, I think, Ch uh, Chisholm. And then, you know, he allowed the single to Aguilar, but right after that, he got Jorge Soler to ground into a 6-4-3 double play. Now, the question is, I'm doing this award system a little bit wrong, right? Taylor Rogers doesn't have any top hog awards and I feel like a disservice, right? Because it's tough to give a top hog award to a closer, but I feel like I need to start giving Taylor Rogers some top hog awards, right? He has none so far to start the year. So let me know how you guys think I should do this with the scoring system. I mean, I, I feel like I'm starting to kind of learn my evaluation here, but I still haven't given one to Taylor Rogers just because he hasn't really closed in a high, high leverage, but all these moments are high leverage. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, it, 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 it's really good. I, I don't even want to give a hogwash tonight. I'm not even giving a hogwash tonight because it's such a great night and it's such a great night to celebrate this victory. Um, but, but honorary hogwashes tonight, it's, it, 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 it's Grisham. It's Grisham. It's Grisham. It's Grisham. It's Grisham. You know what? I'm going to give the hogwash to Grisham. I'll, I'll write it down on my notes. It could have been Profar, but Profar had the late walk in the game. Um, it's Grisham. Um, yeah, it's Grisham. You know, the, the situation is this. With with Trent, and I, I don't want to cover, I don't want to get into this too fast, but um, Trent Grisham has been really struggling. It can't be Beatty because he's, he's had really one bad at bat. You know what, guys? Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Taylor Rogers. I, I I need to add Taylor Rogers. I'm doing the first triple top hogs of the night. No, no, no. I what am I doing? Taylor Rogers needs to absolutely be in the discussion here. So I'm going to give Taylor Rogers the award for top hog of the night. We got 120 of y'all in here. Make sure you smash the like button if you're new to the channel and subscribe to the hog watch. I got to give one to Taylor Rogers, man. We got to start letting him rack up the awards because he deserves it. He deserves it. This is a night where I don't want to abuse it, but it had to be done tonight. Taylor Rogers, your third top hog of the night. Welcome everybody to the hog watch Padres post game show. Guys, this is somebody who just slams the door on a consistent basis, man. Just on Come a consistent right here for a basis. Away. Try to put him away. Popped up right center field. Coming from right of Zokar. And that's it, guys. We it literally feels like he's the most dominant closer. We gotta hear from Manny Machado tonight. After 50 right. home runs in the, the in the Peco Park and an absolute two, dominant two, performance from Manny two Machado home tonight. Runs, both off of Jesus Lazardo. How are you able to get to him in back-to-back -back at bats tonight? Uh just putting good swings on good pitches. Uh hopefully continue doing that. The first one off of a curveball went to center field. The second one, you went in on a fastball, and that was a beauty. 425 feet over to left field. That was also your 50th home run at Petco Park. Nice to meet that milestone with that kind of a home run. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, you know, give, give us advantage there. Give us a 2-1 ball game. 
um, you know, for Nick to go out there and keep pitching the game he's been pitching. So it was a good overall win. Uh, it was a tough day for us yesterday. And, uh, you know, to go out there and have that performance by Nick today and then uh, offensively go out there and put up some runs for him was a good day. We're going to hear more from Manny Machado, guys, but I also think it's very important that we discuss, I mean, how fantastic this pitching staff has been all year long for the San Diego Padres. And we've been discussing potentially moving Nick Martinez in the bullpen if Mackenzie Gore continues to pitch well, Mike Clevenger coming back, Blake Snell imminent return. But how could you consider moving Nick Martinez to the bullpen? I mean, it's looking like we're already going to have six freaking starters. And what are we going to do for seven? Have a best reliever pitcher crown? Maybe I should have a reliever award, huh? Let me write that down. Let me let me let me text my guy. You know what? You guys are right. You guys are right. I need to do I need to do an award for the best reliever. Um Okay. So so here's what I'm going to add. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this tally board and I'm going to add a third column. I'm going to add a third. We have three total columns. Excuse me. I'm going to add a fourth column. Okay. And we're just going to do reliever of the night. Some, the shover award, something like that, because it feels hard to kind of include relievers in the top hog. It's a lot easier to include them in the hog wash if they get blown up. But if Manny Machado goes deep, I don't want to freaking also have to have a situation where I can't give it a Taylor Rogers. So I'm going to, uh, uh, yeah. So guys, Name ideas in the chat, please. Give me your best name ideas. The Shove Award? I, 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 need, I need name ideas right now for the Reliever Award, guys. Let me know. Also, join the Discord. The Hog Pen. The Hog Pen. Oh, Jeff, that's the winner. It's the Hog Pen. It's the Hog Pen. It's, it, it's got to be the Hog Pen. Ha, 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 ha. I love it. Not, it, it's got to be the Hog Pen. Um, maybe somehow involving Trevor Hoffman, but 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 I'll involve I'll I'll text my graphics guy and see if we can figure something out there. Oh man, I love it. I love it. But again, everybody, this feels like a great one to win. And it just, you know, these are the kind of games, guys, that this team does not win last year. Can't we all agree? Can't we all agree that these are the kind of games that we cannot, we weren't gonna win? last year and this year we have the pitching and Manny Machado literally got it done a hog slamming the door in a pen oh I got it hog slamming I'm just writing this down so I don't forget hog slamming a door in the pen Ashley if you're if you're in the stream Ashley you know I'm gonna hit you um the Trevor Hogman oh my god y'all are crazy man guys I'm so happy these are the nights I love the week streams we are getting it going now and this is a situation where this is no scrub of a Miami Marlins team everybody they have a dominant one two three they have a pretty damn good lineup too and Aguilar um you know Chisholm looks good Jorge Soler can hit 40 Garrett Cooper is a really good outfielder who I want the Padres to maybe go ahead and acquire Avisel Garcia welcome to the Hogwatch Jake Bennett thank you so much for subscribing to the channel welcome to the pig pen again guys I'm your number one source for everything San Diego Padres and I also want to shout out my sponsor betonline.ag for all your betting needs been going to check them out during the nba playoffs we have the kentucky derby this weekend so go ahead and go to betonline.ag maybe you can choose some horses who's going to win maybe i'll sprinkle a little bit of dough 
from the horses. I'd tell Glick to sprinkle some dough at betonline.ag with all your betting needs after these games, but I don't know if Glick has the dough to do so after he keeps betting against the San Diego Padres, and they, they keep proving Glick wrong and getting some wins. So go ahead and go to betonline.ag, your number one source for betting needs. Now, guys, here's another example, too, of where the bullpen shot. If your starter can give us seven, I'm very confident that... Luis Garcia can shut it down in the eighth, and Taylor Rogers can shut it down in the ninth. The biggest question is, what's going to happen in the seventh? What if a starter only goes five? What are you going to do in the sixth? The bigger question is, what if your bullpen guys are down? What if they're tired? Can you trust some of those back-end guys in Tim Hill, right? Can you trust some of those guys in Stammen? And so far, the answer has been no. So we are going to see what the situation is on that front. Again, everybody, the Padres win 2-1. to one. The legend of El Ministro, El, El Defenso, Manny Machado. Look at this graphic from Bally Sports San Diego. It's absolutely beautiful, man. This guy, the man, the myth, the legend, has been every single thing the San Diego Padres have wanted. And this was, you know, just because Manny Machado's been great, it also hasn't been documented such a great night Eric Cosmer had at the plate again. He's walking. He's getting hits. He was absolutely robbed. Let's hear. We he was robbed of that hit from Rojas. Let's hear from Matt Christensen on the Padres postgame Fire show. Since, uh, he's carried this offense. He and Haas both have uh, come up in big situations all year and big hits, and just been on fire since the the get go. So it's good to see them continue to do it. For Nick Martinez, how encouraging was that kind of a start for him? That was uh, arguably Nick's best best outing of the year when we needed it. You know, with the thin bullpen coming off on the, you know the doubleheader day. Uh, saw that he threw like 70% strikes with his 100 and some odd pitches tonight, and uh, that's what kept him out there through seven. It was great to see. How do you view the rest of the offense? You got some hits later on in the game. Um, was Lazardo just uh, uh, too much of a match for, for some of those guys? You're listening to He's I mean, the guy's throwing 99 Bob miles an hour. Hurt. He oh, had was, a little bit of sick. a changeup. Didn't have much of a control of his breaking ball today, but uh, you know that just shows you how good his the rest of his stuff is to be able to pitch with just uh, you know fastball changeup. You, you competed against Machado. You were on the other side of it for a long time. What have you learned? being around him kind of day-to-day this season? It's just it's just fun to watch him come out there and do it. I mean, he makes the game look so easy these days, and it's obviously not. Again, you're listening to – I think it's Matt Christensen, right, on, on uh, the, the Padres – post-game show again. Bob Melvin went down with a little bit of an illness tonight. It was non-COVID related. You saw him in the dugout. This is a kind of win, guys, that gets you excited because now you go through your, quote, back-end starter. Now you got Darvish, then you got Manaya, and then you got No-No Joe going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, it, it can't get better than that and try and get three out of four from this pretty good Marlins team, even though they got swept from Maybe a good Diamondbacks team? <laughs> I don't even know at this point. The whole NL West is good. But, hey, the Potters got to focus on the Potters. The game looks so easy these days, and it's obviously not. So the fact that he goes out there and does what he does every every single day, gives you great at-bats all the time, making great plays. He's just an all-around great player and great in the clubhouse. The guys love him. He's just a joy to be around. You also know Lazardo pretty well. That second home run he turned on that. 98, 99-mile-an-hour yes. fastball. Like how, how rare is what Manny did in that? Well, I was surprised that uh, Lazardo gave him another fastball right there to start with. By the way, this would have been another night where the Padres just, we would have complained if, if Manny Machado wasn't in the lineup. We'd lose this game if there's no Machado. It's unbelievable. Two, two hits are the reason the Padres won this game. Should not have won this game. But, I mean, uh, sure, we'll take it. Um... Now, one other thing I really want to get into before we listen to the rest of Matt Christensen on the Padres Hogwatch postgame show is Eric Hosmer needs to start hitting fourth, you know, because Machado needs some more protection and hopefully it'll be good when Cronenworth and some of those other people get on. But, you know, 
Hosmer needs to start hitting cleanup because if much or even maybe Machado goes cleanup and you have Hosmer hitting third, you know, consider a lineup where you have whoever's leading off, Cronenworth hitting second, Hosmer hitting third, Machado hitting fourth, something in that fashion where Machado gets some protection, he has some runners on base for him, but Profar shouldn't be hitting cleanup specifically just because he's been slumping like that. So what do you guys think about the lineup? That's that's going to be another interesting question when they start moving Profar down. I don't know. Surprised that uh, Lazardo gave him another fastball right there to start with, um, but then you know I think he kind of wisened up and the last at bat started going back to the the change up there, but uh, you know it's just it's just the tip of the cap to Manny right there. Lazardo wasn't going to back down; he was going to challenge him, and he did. And Manny got the best of him in that at that at bat. The Knicks' last inning was there any thought like was he going to get that last batter or had he gone another the, batter? Was that it? The for last him? out was his last batter. We were going to go to Garcia if the inning extended right there, but uh, it was great to see, like I said, with Nick going out there and giving us seven strong innings when we needed it. Uh, the conversation is going to go well beyond you and, and Bob, but how difficult is Nick Martinez making the decision that's coming well, on, on you guys? Well, question. that outing right there is obviously going to be really difficult, and it's a good it's a good discussion to have to have. I mean, that's the the one of the strengths of our. So, guys, this is a very good question right now, right? He was asked, how difficult is it going to be, Ryan Christensen, in terms of what the team has to do? What is the team going to do when we have everybody coming out, right? I mean, if Snell comes back, if Clevenger continues to deal, if Gore continues to deal, you can have a six-man rotation, but you can't have a seven-man rotation. I think this was Dennis Lynn report today. They made a comment in this article saying, you, Darvish, and Blake Snell— once Snell returns from a groin strain IL stint this month, the Potters will simply have too many starting pitchers if everyone else remains healthy. Trading Darvish or Snell would alleviate the situation and give them, them being the Padres, financial flexibility to improve elsewhere. The Padres may not wait until the trade deadline to address the logjam. They may not wait until the trade deadline to address the logjam. This article kind of slipped under the radars today. While Darvish and Snell had disappointing seasons in 21, both remain capable of pitching near the top of a rotation. With more than $40 million owed in a 12-team no-trade clause, Darvish could be tricky to move. But in my opinion, if Mackenzie Gore is going to stick in this rotation, you can't throw him in the pen. If Nick Martinez pitches like this, there's no way he can be in the pen. You're not going to have Mike Clevenger go in the pen. So here's some locks. Musgrove, all right, Manaya, Darvish, Snell. Cle- I mean, it's just a, a logjam. You can maybe have six, but you can't have seven. And it seemed like we all wanted to make it Nick Martinez. But if Nick Martinez continues to pitch like this, it's either got to be Gore gets sent down or one of these two guys gets traded. It's going to be very interesting to see. Let's finish it up with Matt Christensen, though, on the Padres Hogwatch postgame show. I don't know. It's interesting. I want to hear what you guys' thoughts are, and we can get more to that article in a second. And it's a good, it's a good discussion to have to have. I mean, that's the the one of the strengths of our team is our starting rotation. And when you start talking about adding a guy like Snell into the rotation, and have to have that discussion with uh, Martinez and Agor, who have been pitching you know well, then it's tough. But that you know that's uh, that's professional baseball, and those are the conversations that we're fortunate enough to have. I think there's a lot of teams out there that would love to have these kind of conversations. No doubt. How's Bob doing? Bob is doing well. He's feeling much better. He was in the, the clubhouse all day, all game. Um, expect him to be back out there tomorrow. How was your 
experience managing tonight? It was good. You know, uh, when, he, when he told me he wasn't feeling very well and that I was going to be in the dugout uh, without him, I was uh, excited. And, uh, you know, just being here with this new team, it was a great opportunity to, to do this. And sitting there talking baseball all day with uh, all game with Ruben and Matt Williams and uh, Cervelli was a, an enjoyable experience without a doubt. You heard from Ryan Christensen on the Padres Hogwatch postgame show again. The Padres defeat the Miami Marlins 2-1. to one. This is brought to you by betonline.ag. Again, if you're new to the channel, guys, subscribe to the Hogwatch. We are four subscribers away from 3,600 subscribers as well. If you are subscribing, make sure you turn on those post bell notifications so you know when Hogster is going live, everybody. So make sure you do that as well, man. We heard from Ryan Christensen. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this rotation. We have 160 on here and only 60 people have liked the stream. So go ahead and smash that like button for Hogster. Follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. Join the Padres Discord. We'll put the link in the chat mods if you may. And also follow me on Twitter, Eric Hosmer, stand account at the Hogwatch man this instagram starting to look really good man i appreciate everyone's help in making this we'll let you know when we go live and just this picture of nick martinez gets me absolutely fired up diego martinez welcome to the hog watch thank you so much for subscribing to the channel for your number one source of pod Dre's content guys so how are we feeling tonight man how are we feeling tonight this one feels great um so I, I want to talk about a few things we're going to get into the pitching alberto how are you doing i want to talk about this batting order that's my biggest question. I want to talk about this batting order. And in case you missed it, we had a triple top hog award. I'm going to have to update the chart after the game. Taylor Rogers gets his first top hog award, but I think we're going to make a new reliever award called the hog pen. Shout out Jeff Grau, my man, for that recommendation. So we'll get a graphics going on that. Manny Machado sits atop the leaderboard with eight top hog awards. No hog washes, eight of an aggregate score. Eric Hosmer, man. Eric Hosmer would have a lot more top hog awards if it wasn't for Manny Machado's white hot, scorching, obliterating production right now. Jerks and Profar kind of stuck at four but maybe jerks and profar should be getting a hogwash award and maybe you know what I, it would be trent grisham but i think i got to give it to jerks and profar instead i'm gonna update that i'm gonna update that as well just because profar you know he he's been struggling um profar has been struggling a lot and you know I, I think it's time where he gets one of those awards in addition to that, the Padres just shouldn't be having him hit cleanup anymore. You know, the Padres just shouldn't have Jerkson Profar hitting cleanup anymore just because, you know, he has a bad approach at the plate. The power's kind of subsided. So what do you think the team, I want to ask you guys, what do you think the team should do with Jerkson Profar right now? Is it at a situation where you're getting concerned with Profar in terms of his situation on the team? Should he be continuously hitting cleanup? I want to know what you guys think the Padres should do with Jerks and Profar, because obviously you need him, and he's been you know, a revelation defensively for the San Diego Padres, but right now offensively, he's just been a liability for this team. I mean, it, it, it's as simple as that. He has just been a liability for the San Diego Padres. So I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Prayers up for Bob Melvin, man. I, I hope Bo Mel's going to start feeling okay because we need the guy back at the helm. But I, I got to give it a jerk some profar. But anyone anyone else has their thoughts from tonight's game? Listen, it's a great, great victory. It just feels nice. This Jesus Lazardo guy, too, is the real freaking deal for the Miami Marlins. Guys, I'm serious. He is the real freaking deal as well. I mean, I think they got him from the A's, right? I think they got him from the A's. So 
I, 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 I bet the A's are biting themselves right now for giving this guy up because he looks like the real deal. The whole Marlins freaking pitching staff, guys, it looks like the real deal. So they're going to be a mess to be wrecking with for a long, long time. Give me one second. I'm up. I'm updating this. Uh, I'm updating this tally sheet right now so we can kind of get a better um, look at it. Let's see if I can. Let's see if this works. So I want to get a better look of this tally sheet. Okay, here we go, everybody. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hide this. And here's the updated. I gave it to Profar tonight because he was due to get one. So here we go. Jerkson Profar hogwash of the night is now at three. So if you guys see, I kind of updated that ranking. And again, we're gonna add a new award called the Hog Pen. So Manny Machado sits atop with eight. Hosmer with five, Profar with four top hogs, but one hog wash tonight as an aggregate score of three. Again, the explanations on the right. Hoslin Kim sitting right at the pack. Darvish, Manaya, great to see Nick Martinez in there as well. We'll add the reliever role very, very soon. But man, this one feels good, guys. This one feels really good to see this team get in a rhythm, get in a little bit of a flow. Now, I want to talk about this starting rotation just a tad, just because it's a little bit of a good problem to see what we should do. But really quick, I think, is it time for two two questions? Should Machado continuously hit third and then you slide Hosmer to clean up? Or should we move Machado down to clean up and have Hosmer slide up to three? In addition to that answer, I want to hear where everyone is tuning in from tonight, man. It's great to hear from all of y'all. It's great to hear from all of y'all. But should, should Machado start hitting cleanup? Should Machado start hitting cleanup or is it time? Or is it time for Hosmer to hit cleanup and Machado stay at three? Because right now, we need to be taking advantage of Machado more. And while we got the win tonight, it's just not great. David Rocha, thank you so much for the $2. Hala says, when is the projected date of Junior coming back? So, Fernando, I believe, David, thank you so much for the $2. Hala. And guys, smash the like button as well. Looks like he's going to be eligible to come off the 60-day IL on June 7th. Now, the Padres play the Dodgers next at Chavez Ravine on June 30th. Luckily for the Padres, the only time they saw the Dodgers was against um, was, was that homestand. So I think we're going to see him definitely by June 30th, and I think he's going to be back mid-June for the San Diego Potters. So if we can get through the next one more month without Junior, we have a very tough schedule starting in mid-May with the Braves, the Brewers, the Phillies. So it's going to start racking up a little bit. Thank you so much for the donation. Jeff says, hating the Nick Martinez contract even more now with one year with three player options, low trade value and for sure opting out. Absolutely, he's going to keep opting out. Though That's the AJ Preller problem. The bad contract. Machado, perfect number three. Machado at three. Haas at four. Manny needs to hit behind Hosmer. Manny definitely to stay at third. Or Machado second. Haas three. Hosmer four. So so I understand that, everybody. But I think it's important that Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer, they need to be connected to one another right now. I don't think there should be someone in between them. I don't think someone should be in between, like which was Profar, in between Machado and Hosmer right now. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see Kind of how that comes into fold. Let's hear from Nick Martinez tonight as well, who absolutely shoved for your beloved San Diego um, you know, Padres. I didn't want to give in. Want to keep attacking, stay aggressive. Uh, you know, obviously a tight ball game. Um, you know, Manny had you know two great at bats. Um, it'd be a shame to, to spoil it. So um, really didn't want to give in there, stay attacking, and um, you know with that tempo, I like to pitch with those emotions and, and get the guys fired up. 
Longest start for the Padres. Your first time you've gone seven innings since 2017. You know what I like about this guy too, Nick Martinez? He is emotional. He gets amped up, and you feed off that. We need some guys like that. How much pride do you have in that, and the fact that you only issued one walk? Yeah, uh, pumping the zone is, is a key for me, and uh, well, for any of us, really. Uh, you know, if I can pump the zone and, and create some early contact, and, and I'll, I'll have a better chance of, of making it to the seventh. And I was able to do that tonight. What do you think overall? I mean, you, you're very efficient. I know you had a little harder on, on the third inning, but everything else, I mean, you're very efficient, a lot of ground balls. What do you think overall? Yeah, yeah. Again, pumping the zone with all my pitches, keeping them off balance. Even that third inning, I felt like I was pumping the zone. Um, really just that cutter uh, to Aguilar was a... Um, a little up, and he was able to, you know, get a base hit. Um, even then, I felt like I was getting some ground balls and um, early contact, and um, uh, you know, I, able to just pump the zone, get these guys to force them. And yeah, he attacked the zone tonight, which is another thing I noticed from Nick Martinez. Just continued to attack the zone at a high, high clip. So we talked about the batting order. Now, the biggest question again: the Padres win two to one. Martinez absolutely dealt. Machado goes yard twice. Hosmer continues to hit. Profar continues to struggle. Your top hogs of the night: the trifecta with Rogers, Machado, and Nick Martinez. Your hogwash of the night is Jerkson Profar. I've seen updated on the tally board. We've seen all the updates. I just got to figure out Taylor Rogers, and he'll be on the top eight very, very shortly. Now, the biggest question is, everybody, what do we do in terms of starting pitching? Blake Snell's a week away. You have Clevenger back. They did not send down Mackenzie Gore yet. Luke Voigt isn't even back. Will Myers isn't even back. But my question is, what would you do? What would you do in terms of this rotation? It seems like they have to go six-man, okay? But you can't go seven-man. So who's the odd man out? And again, if you guys want to put your input, and if you guys actually want to come on the show and tell me through the voice channel and Discord what you would do with this rotation, I'm opening up the voice channel and the Discord right now. Go ahead and join the Padres Hogwatch Discord. I put the link pinned on top of the chat. Now, it's going to be curious because let's talk about the guys who will 100% not leave, okay? No way Joe Musgrove, okay? No way Sean Manaya. okay? Those are two right there. I feel like they may trade Darvish, but no, no, no. So Darvish, that's three. Mike Clevenger... Is there a chance we can see Clevenger going to the bullpen? Now, my biggest thing is, under no circumstances should be trade a starter, but what if you're getting insane production, let's say, Daniel, from Clevenger, from Martinez, and Gore, and what if you really need a bat? Could you make Blake Snell expendable? That's a question. And this is where this article comes about saying, if everyone else remains healthy, and again, that's a big if, because pitching depth is valued, Trading Darvish or Snell would alleviate the situation and give them financial flexibility to improve elsewhere. The Padres may not wait until the trade deadline to address the logjam. That's insane. The Padres have to face Alcantara tomorrow too, who's another fantastic starter. Again, guys, I'm going to push it. Join the Padres Hogwatch Discord. Welcome to the Discord, everybody. We got some new members. 527 Hogs are in the Discord. Go ahead and join the Discord. Take it easy on Clev. You know, that's a, you know, I, I think you can see Clevenger potentially in the bullpen. Christian Maldonado, welcome to the Hogwatch, my man. 
Darpino, what's up, man? Snell would upset Haas. It would it would likely be a lefty since we have three lefties in the starting rotation. Good point. Snell is the highest ceiling. No way we trade him. We all know someone's going to get hurt, though, right? That's another question. We all know someone's going to get hurt. But you also have Michelle Baez, who's waiting in the looms. Michelle just pitched tonight at uh, High A Lake Elsinore. You have Morahone coming back. So hopefully those guys can help you in the pen. You also have Drew Pomerantz coming back slated in a month. But again, these are great problems to have. But at a certain point, everyone's going to get healthy. You may think like, mm, I wouldn't mind if somebody got hurt right now. Like, obviously, no. But it comes to pose a bigger question and a bigger, you know, situation of what this team legitimately can do, right? What are they going to do? Um, you know, you. I just feel like there's only two guys that I can really realistically see in the bullpen. No way Darvish to the bullpen. There's two guys I can realistically see in the bullpen. It's Gore and or Martinez. And I think that they're going to send Gore down if they have to put him in the bullpen because you don't want to put Mackenzie Gore in the bullpen unless you think he can be a really big help because the guy is a 1.71 ERA, right? I know his whip's a little bit above one, but he's pitched 20-plus innings. He's started four-plus games, and he has a 2-0 record with a 1.71 ERA. Imagine putting him A in the bullpen or B sending him down. With the young guys, the biggest thing is not their production on the field. The biggest thing is their mental strength. And right now, Gore is confident. You can see his swagger. You can see his moxie on the mound. The last thing you want to do is put that in jeopardy. The last thing you want to do is compromise that. So I think it's very important, not just for the sake of this 2022 version of the Padres, but for Mackenzie Gore's long-term growth, development, and mental sanity to keep him in the starting rotation because it's negative reinforcement to send somebody down or relegate them to the bullpen after having great production. Mind you, in addition to that, Mackenzie Gore is a 171 ERA and he can only throw a fastball right now. The dude has no feel for his off speed. He has no feel for any kind of change up slurve and he's lacking command and he's somehow dominating major league out it's not dominating but getting through innings and making hitters look foolish with literally one pitch with one pitch so it's going to be curious to see what bob melvin what ruben niebla decide to do rosters already reduced they sent down campy avila so we're gonna see we're gonna see but now, the odd man out before tonight was Nick Martinez, but if Nick Martinez is giving you 7+, plus, he's throwing 100 pitches, 70% of them being strikes, has great change up, the fastball velo is great, attacking hitters, I mean, heck, this team has a problem in terms of deciding. But again, a good problem. Welcome to the Hogwatch, everybody. By the way, follow me on TikTok as well at Hogwatch. I don't know why mods that they keep making me verify my TikTok. Oh my God, it's alive now. You guys can see my TikTok. Yes, the Hogsters sometimes post TikTok, TikToks during games. So go ahead and follow me on TikTok. The Padres man. defeat the Marlins 2-1. to ooh, one. Ooh, Nick ooh. Martinez, seven innings, just allows the one run. Manny Machado goes deep twice. Luis Garcia nails in the eighth. And Taylor Rogers absolutely nails in the ninth inning. Two runs was only needed tonight, man. Jesus was Guys, make sure you go ahead and follow me on TikTok as well. Instagram at the Hogwatch. Go ahead and give Hogster a follow, as well as Twitter at the Hogwatch. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter. Eric Hosmer Stan account. Again, the Padres win. It's great to have these post game shows, and you see these pictures from guys like Nick Martinez. And all it can do is get you amped up for kind of just seeing like the kind of production that he's given you. He's amped up. He cares. And this was by far his best outing of the year for the San Diego Padres. Darpino, so I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up the 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 chat to questions, answers, and again, join the Discord if you want to ask any questions as well to me personally on the channel. Charmaine, how are you doing? 
You want Gore to develop as a starter, though? Absolutely. So the question is, how do you know Nick will continue to pitch this good? I have no idea he'll continue to pitch this good, but you cannot not let him go and pitch if he's giving you this kind of production. Right? If Nick keeps pitching good, I would trade him. He won't keep it up forever. Trade high. I mean, I, I, I mean, Nick Martinez is going to leave the organization this year. This is why you don't give somebody a player incentive year-by-year based contract because if he has a good year, he leaves. If he has a bad year, he opts in. So it was an awful contract by Preller, but you know what? I can't dwell on it now. Just enjoy the services of Nick Martinez. Does score of an innings limit? Yeah, probably at around 150, 120 innings. So that also will come into play likely. Um, so we'll see about that. Uh, Snell and Clev can also piggyback and have a six man rotation. I think Clevenger probably has an innings limit as well. So that's probably why the Padres want to keep all of those guys just because that they're going to need them when guys hit innings limits, guys are going to have, you know, issues by the way, everybody, people have been asking, would you guys want merchandise? Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't make merchandise to profit off merchandise. I'd make good quality merchandise that is actually cool that people can enjoy and we can spread this community in a realistic approach. Some people have been asking me, I've been reaching out to some people, maybe a quick why not us t-shirt and hoodie with the Hogwatch logo, some good quality stitch patches of the Hogwatch, maybe a bomber jacket. So I am keep my eye on Esther Reese. Another, if I think he got on base five times tonight, Daniel has a 17 game on base streak. I've been keeping an eye on it. So uh, we'll get into him in a little bit. But yeah, guys, let me know if you guys are interested in merchandise, if you guys would cop some. If not, no worries. I'm just kind of asking the general public and what you guys think. Oh, man, this is a good one. I'm starting to think Machado should maybe hit cleanup, though, chat. I'm starting to think Machado should maybe hit cleanup. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. 145 counting playoffs. Let's try and make the postseason first, my man. Let's try and make the postseason first. We got 165 of y'all in here and 87 likes. Let's get this thing to 100 likes. Now, keychains. The Why Not Us thing is cool. I'd low-key get one. Jet Jackson, hope you subscribe, my man. Okay, here's the biggest thing, okay? Here's the biggest thing. Who are you more concerned with, okay? We just hit 3,600 subscribers. Let's get some W's. Who are you the most concerned with? Trent Grisham or Jerickson Profar? I'm going to go with Trent Grisham just because Jerickson Profar, the expectations weren't as high. But guys, Trent Grisham is just a logjam. He's not elevating the ball, and I know he's good defensively, but it's really, really tough. It's really, really tough to see Trent Grisham struggling. I thought Jake Cronenworth was a little bit unlucky tonight. I thought I thought Cronenworth should have had two hits, had some better at-bats. Listen, I'm going to keep bullish on Cronenworth. I'm going to hope he figures it out. But I'm really concerned with Trent Grisham right now. Thank you, Pauline. Grish, it's a make or break year for him. So yeah, Gore should be, it's a make it or break year. Profar can hit 215 with 20 home runs and I'll be happy. I'll be happy too. He's just trying to get over 180 right now. Grisham at least Profar some power. That's the biggest issue. I don't know what Trent Grisham's deal is right now. And it's very, very, very concerning. Nice win yesterday, BQ. Um, I mean, right now, right now, and, and Patrick brings up a good point. Why would I be crazy? But don't call me crazy. But why would you not play Azucar over Grisham right now? Shouldn't you consider it? 
excuse me, but I know you can't bench Trent Grisham. But he has not been producing. He's had one good game at the plate this year, and that was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay? So, at a certain point, we're still in May, and you would hope that he can figure it out. But he's hitting 159 on the year so far for the San Diego Padres. 159 on the year so far. And I don't want to mask the fact that, guys, the Padres were offensively horrible again tonight. But Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer continue to carry this team, and the starting pitching continues to get them wins. Now, hopefully when Fernando comes back, and hopefully they go ahead and get a big bat at the deadline, things will change. But this is my biggest point, Padres fans. This is where we talk about the potential starting rotation and why you could have too many guys if you have seven potential guys when you're healthy. This offense continues to be a concern, and if you're not trusting your bullpen, this is where one of those starters in Snell potentially becomes very expendable to acquire not just a bat, a legitimate star bat you can get for someone like Snell. Now, I'm not going to go that route yet, but it's something that the team should potentially think about, and I think Dennis Lynn says trading Darvish or Snell would alleviate the situation. The Padres may not even wait until the trade deadline to address the logjam. But hopefully adding Fernando Tatis Jr. back into the fold, a six-war player, the best player in baseball, adds a little meat, solidification, and a jolt into this offense to get him even going. Because, guys, I told you, with this starting pitching, with this defense, and hopefully shoring up this bullpen, this offense doesn't need to be amazing. They just need to A, hit for power, which they have been doing so far, and B, they just need to be an average offensive team. They just need to be an average offensive team. That's really it. If they're an average offensive team with the kind of starting pitching that they're getting, it's going to be A-O-K. Now, if we look at the MLB leaders in terms of home run production, the San Diego Padres are 13th right now. They are ahead of the LA Dodgers, the Padres with 24 home runs, and actually 26 home runs after tonight. So the Padres are now right outside the top 10 ADHD in home runs hit. So for how bad this offense has been, with Luke Voigt hitting zero home runs, with Fernando Tatis Jr. not even being in the lineup yet, this Padres team is right outside the top 10 in slugging with 26 home runs. So just wait until they get some of those other guys back, right? That's the positive. I'm trying to be positive here. Oh, and by the way, they have elite starting pitching. Oh, and by the way, Tatis isn't even back in the lineup yet, chat. He's not even back in the lineup yet. So that's another big thing when we're talking about this offense, when we're talking about these other situations related to the San Diego Potters. It's going to be very interesting. Imagine if we traded Eric Hosmer for Dom Smith too. I was the one begging for it. How this game is crazy, man. Imagine if we traded Eric Hosmer now. Eric Hosmer has been so big for this franchise, has been so big for this Potters team. Again, if you are new to the channel, I want to introduce myself. My name is Borna A.K. Hogg. I talk about the San Diego Padres every single day. We have post-game live stream shows. And I want to say that this stream has been brought to you by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for betting needs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for year-round exclusive daily Padres content. Thank you guys so much for 3,600 subscribers. Turn on those post notifications. Let's squeeze this thing to 100 likes. And make sure you follow me on all my social medias. I'll put the link to my link tree on top of the chat. Man, you guys want me to do some Instagram live soon as well? 
But this is with ADHD, Luke Voigt not hitting any home runs. It's working out so far, but they need to be in the top 10. But also, who thinks Manny's going to hit home runs at this pace? All in all, it's definitely good so far, but the offense is bad other than three players. But ADHD, you're missing 40 home run guy in Fernando Tatis Jr., right? And I think the Potters, again, have been lucky that their schedule has been light. But this is no scrub of a Marlins team. This is a top 10 pitcher we face today in the National League. And likely they didn't do well, but our pitching has pound for pound matched them. And with the Padres pitching depth, it gives you the notion and it gives you the confidence and the hope that this pitching can not just last from April to June, but it can last through the dog days of summer and into the early fall of the 2022 campaign. How is everybody doing, man? Only five hits tonight, but hey. Two runs is better than one. Five hits for the fish as well. Again, if we take a look at the tally board, Manny Machado reigns supreme at the top of the list. Top hog of the night. Eric Hosmer comes in at second. Profar with the bronze so far. Had his first hog wash of the night. Nick Martinez creeps into the top eight with his first top hog. And Taylor Rogers should be in there in the invisible top nine with his first top hog of the night. We did our first triple hog. We're also going to debut the new award. Probably going to take one to two weeks with the hog pen, giving the award to the best reliever. So maybe I need to do that now, guys. I'm going to get on that graphic and hopefully we can figure that out. Man, this was a big one. This was a big one, everybody. Um, and tomorrow. So if we take a look at tomorrow... Um, it's, it's the pitching preview. Okay. I believe it's you Darvish versus Sandy Alcantara. So that's going to be another pitching battle. I mean, this whole series, everybody is going to be an absolute pitching battle for the San Diego Padres. If we take a look at this game preview, man, jazz has been really good for the Miami Marlins, but here we go. Sandy Alcantara, who in which the Marlins extended, they gave him a pretty team friendly deal. I'm surprised Alcantara ex uh, accepted it two and one with a two nine Oh ERA Darvish has been better than his ERA says had that really awful start in the second start of the year at Oracle park in which he allowed nine runs, I believe in an inning and a third. So don't look at those numbers, but you Darvish Sandy, Alcantara it's going to be another low scoring game these are the kind of games that the Padres have to win the Padres are not going to beat good teams with good pitchers seven to five at least without El Nino and Luke Voigt hitting well and that's the nature of this team they have to beat these good teams three to one four to two three to two and they they stuck to that game plan and they stuck to that right now Lobster League, it's too early, man, to talk about all-star reps, man. It's way too early, I believe, to be talking about all-star reps. But this this, this one felt great. Thank you guys so much. We have a huge stream tonight. One like, there it is, 100 likes, man. I'm still locked in. Again, game 26 in the books. The Padres find themselves at 17-9. and nine. Let's, let's preview this one a little bit more. Manny Machado, guys, his numbers have finally updated. Take a look at these insane numbers, man. 374. That OPS is above 1.1. It is absolutely freaking insane tonight. The world of sports, man. Welcome to the Hogwatch. I'll allow one question. What's your question, man? Make sure you mute the stream. Mommy Myers, what's your question from the game tonight? Man, insanity. Insanity for Manny Machado. Balaki, you have your question to ask, man? I don't hear you. Guys, and look at these numbers from Eric Hosmer as well. Just freaking insane. The king. You may ask, why isn't Manny Machado first in batting average? It's because freaking Eric Hosmer is first. And while the power won't be there, the OPS is. Machado and Hosmer both in the top 10 in OPS. This Jazz guy is really good for the Mons, and he's going to be good for a really, really long time. So that's another big note. But again, Darvish Alcantara tomorrow should be a great one. If we look at the San Diego Padres so far, guys, second in the NL West, 17 and 9, guys. It's a great start, great idea. And man, it feels good. 
It feels good. Um, let, let's go Let's go check out the MLB standing so far to start out the year. If we look at the National League, listen, we all know the Dodgers are likely going to maybe run away with this thing, but the Padres continue to kind of hang around and be that formidable force in the NL West. The NL West is looking like a really good division this year as well, so I guess we will find out. And last but not least, man, it's important that we give Taylor Rogers some love. I keep talking about this, but imagine not trading for Taylor Rogers. Could you imagine, could you imagine if this team didn't have Taylor Rodgers? It's one thing if the Padres didn't have Sean Manaya, but it's another thing if the Padres didn't have Taylor Rodgers going into 2022. How many baseball games would this team lose? Now, I think Luis Garcia is going to be a great setup, man, but the Padres were going to have Robert Suarez or Luis Garcia as their closer if they didn't trade for Taylor Rodgers. I think A.J. Preller saw something that the San Diego Padres, that us fans didn't, but man, but man, the one biggest thing with the San Diego Potters, and I and I sent out a tweet last night that absolutely blew up, but it's straight honesty. It's straight honesty, and it's as simple as this. I want to see if I can find it, but the Padres, and here it is, the Padres, the one thing the Padres fans have been spoiled with, they've always had damn good closers. All the time. Damn good good closers and and it, and it looks like the lineage is continuing i mean houston street <laughs> i mean i i can use all fernando rondi that year brad hands kirby yates taylor I, I mean i can go obviously trevor hoffman i can go on and on heath so it, it's just it's it's insane that this team continues to find closing and guys there's a lot of situations where these baseball teams are really good yet they can never figure out the end of their bullpen now the biggest thing for Padres is is not figuring out the end of their bullpen it's figuring out the guys who can fill in for Taylor Rogers when he needs a day off because right now they're overusing Taylor Rogers they're using Taylor Rogers way too much I think hopefully he's gonna you would hope that Taylor Rogers can last but you'd want to have some nights where he can have a day off I mean guys take a look at the recent run Run for Taylor Rogers, May 5th, May 4th, May 1st, 29th, 28th, 27th. I mean, they've been trying to find him some days off. I think they've been doing okay with his usage. 12 games so far and 11 saves, and it's been a month. So this guy's on pace right now to have what? I mean, well over 50 saves. So you would hope that you would you don't have to tax him too much. Brandon Maurer, I'm dead. Um, but you know, so you would hope, right? You would hope that they don't overextend him and overtax him. But right now, I mean, has Taylor Rogers been the best closer in the national league? I mean, I, I, right. We were all kind of sussed with the Dodgers getting Kimbrel. Taylor Rogers isn't as much of a household names, but I'll say it again has been absolutely nails for the San Diego Potters. Nails. By the way, my biggest takeaway is tonight is just a win that shows that this is a different team than last year, all right? Like, getting a 2-1 win tonight, you may complain about the offense, but it just gives you this feeling, right? How Do you guys think that this feels different from last year? Because for me, this is the kind of win where you're going to be like, oh, I wish we won 8-1. 
But guys, this is a great win. To win a game like this is a great win. I like how Jorge Alfaro got the start tonight. I think Alfaro's been a bit better lately. I thought his approach at the plate was good tonight. One for two, had the walk. He's quietly hitting 244 in the year. And I think Austin Nola's quietly not having a great year hitting 208. So you're not getting good production from your leadoff or your number two or your cleanup or the bottom of your order. Yet this team is somehow one of the best records in baseball at 17 and nine. So the positivity is that there is so much more room to improve for this Padres team right now with what they have, and they don't even have the best player in baseball back yet. This is why you need to have hope. But these wins feel a lot different than last year. I promise you, and Salt hits it right on the head, we would lose this game. The Marlins just took two of three from the Giants, but how good are the Giants? We're finding out who these teams are right now. I mean, the Diamondbacks just swept these Marlins. But this was just a comforting game where I felt that after that second Machado home run, I just felt this team was in control. I felt this team was in control tonight. I'll take a quick game like today, let the players rest a bit more. Man, doesn't these, does, let's go, man. This just feels good. It just feels good. I'm, I'm just feeling so, guys, Hogster, clip it. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Man, some wins feel different than others. You know, like th those road trip wins against the Reds and the Pirates, listen, they were great wins, but these ones feel a little bit nicer and these ones get hog a little more amped up. Doesn't even matter if Bo Mel's not even there. Ryan Christensen getting it done for the San Diego Padres. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable stuff. I smell a sweep. Oh, man, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Hope we can get some breathing room tomorrow so Rodgers can have an off day. Lobster League 97.3. I'm the fan. Can you imagine how fucking good this team could be if Cronin Void start to hit? Just two more people start to hit, and this team is literally unbeatable. I mean, I wouldn't go that far because, again, we have to kind of temper our expectations, but this offense just literally needs to keep it going. They need to find a way to get these at-bats, and the best thing is when these guys aren't even clicking and this team is winning games, it gives me hope. It gives me excitement that this team can get it done. But, guys, that's going to wrap it up for me. That's going to wrap it up for me. Um, does anyone else have any questions from tonight? Or should, do, you, should, do you guys want me to keep streaming? I mean, I, I, can, I, I can still do it. Um, I, just don't got, I just don't got that much more to say. I don't, got, I don't got that much more to say. Let's hear the end of Nick Martinez's interview as well. So uh, I was able to, you know, command it, throw for strikes, and, and, and get him to, to, to chase it. And so uh, if I can do that, it, it, it'll be pretty hard for them to, to lay off. Six guys on the rotation right now. Snell's on his way back. What's your mentality going into this? No one to keep pitching. You know, it's not it, really not my decision. So, um, you know, I know I know what I can bring. I know what Snell can bring. I know what we all can bring. Uh, I feel like it's a good problem to have, and, and we got some nasty guys in this rotation. So, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and um, I, I don't know if I'm the right guy to answer that question. Help your case with a day like today. Uh, I, you know, that, yeah. Um, they, they they know also what I can what I can do again. Um, you know they they have a good idea of what what each of us can do, and um, that'll be the decision they have to make. But 
again, I think it's a good problem to have, and we, we got a really special group here together. I think we, we mesh really well together, we work well together, and we challenge each other and um, uh, have, a good, uh, have some good camaraderie. I love his spirit, man. I love this guy's fight. I love this guy's fight on the freaking mound. What's your take on Denelson Lamette? Yeah, guys, let's let's op open it, open up this for questions. If you guys want the Hogster to keep going, I'm very I'm very down. Um, what's your take on Denelson Lamette? Uh, so a, a few things. Uh, this guy named Nick Cradit, who I'm gonna hopefully have on the channel soon. We got to discuss it. Who hosts a podcast with Heath Bell? Um, you know, talks about a potential situation where why not make a trade? Okay, where you know. Denelson Lamette, we all know who Denelson Lamette is right now, okay? Denelson Lamette is an extremely low leverage reliever. ADHD, come in the Discord. I want to hear your thoughts. Guys, everyone, I want to come in the Discord, man. Guys, come in the Discord. I want to hear everybody's thoughts tonight, man. I want to hear from you guys as well. I want to chat this. We can have a communal Discord in this stream as well. So come along and join the Discord. I'll put the link pinned on top of the chat. Join the voice channel. But I think Denelson Lamette's a low-end reliever right now. And the team is obviously notoriously looking to trade him. The question is, are they going to be able to trade him and for what value? I was hearing Matt Duffy potentially from the Angels for Denelson Lamette. Is that a potential situation? But guys, what can you even get for Denelson Lamette at this point? Um, so I don't even know if it makes sense um, to, to, to trade him. Um, you know, are you are you still open to trading Cronenworth? I mean, you, you're watching the same baseball I am, man. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Pods are beating the teams they need to beat. Keep it going. It's as simple as that. But I don't know what to do about Denelson Lamette because he has just not done the job at all for the San Diego Potters. And it's been a little bit, you know, tough. We'll see. Short, Shorty Shorts, welcome to the channel, man. Any questions from tonight's game? Hello? Hello? What's up? Yo, what's up, man? Did, did you watch tonight's game? Uh, yeah, I, I caught like the, uh, the end of it. Shorty Shorts, what's up, man? You new to the channel? Oh no, bro! I've been here for like two months. Oh man, so what? What are your thoughts on tonight's game, man? You're you're live on the Hog Watch. For sure, uh, my thoughts are uh, great performance by Nick Martinez tonight, bro. To be honest with you, he shoved the whole game. Yeah, great he's... performance by him. Continue getting a good uh, eighth inning from Luis Garcia and um, a great performance by Rogers, like always, best trade of the offseason so far. Nothing yeah. to hate on that. Oh my God! I mean, I, I was just thank thank you for your question and, and just thoughts. By the way, you know, I was talking about it. Isn't it crazy? Can you imagine this team without Taylor Rogers right now? I mean, those one run saves—they just feel like we have a ten run lead with this guy. It's not even close. Some of these matchups, and he's one of the only guys in this pen where if he falls behind two zero, by the way, that's rare. I'm not even worried. I know he's going to fight back. He has that slurve. He just has that mentality, and he's not the biggest showboater. He's not the biggest guy who's going to get in your face and get amped. He just knows he's that fucking man, and he just knows he has the beat, uh, big dick energy, and he's just going to get it done every single night. He's on pace for 69 saves too, giggity, giggity, but it's just unbelievable the kind of pace this guy's on. My only concern is, you know, their usage of him because the biggest question isn't the gap. You know, we have Garcia in the eighth who I trust and Rodgers in the ninth. The question is, what if it's day four, right? And you just use those guys three straight games. We don't trust Tim Hill right now. We don't trust Craig Stammen right now. 
That's the concern. So do you think this team needs to maybe go ahead and trade for another bullpen arm or just hope for Michelle Baez and Morahone to come back and kind of, you know, fill in those shoes? Man, I think you're going to need to trade for another left-hand reliever. If, if Rogers not available, coming back, though. Yeah, yeah but and Pierce it's Johnson. another month, and, and you don't even know he's injury-prone. Well, and also, like. I mean, how can you justify trading for another reliever when we have potentially one, maybe even two starters that are going to the bullpen? Like, that, we that have I mean, bigger I mean, issues, I I feel like, yeah. at the moment, even though the bullpen is clearly the uh, the negative spot on. Yo, by the, by the way, if one of you mods can go in the Discord and, and talk to people in the general VC and just and just let them know if they want to come up, um, go ahead and do so. I just don't want to get the general VC to get too full during a live stream. So if one of you mods goes into the general VC and, and talk to anybody and see what question they have to ask and slide them up, you know, Gucci, Greasy, um, just let me know if you can do that in the chat. Brian Lee, welcome to the channel, man. I hope you subscribe, join the hog watch. Says we need a bat. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that's where the question comes like, you know, would you, you know, is that where Snell becomes ex expendable ADHD? I don't know, man. Does he? Like, out of everyone, don't you kind of want Snell pitching down the stretch and into October, though, just because he has all that big game experience, especially after. We saw how he ended last year, literally unhittable, literally the best pitcher in Major League Baseball in like uh, se September last year. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's a it's a tough call. It really is. It is a tough call. Just, yeah, because you, because be, because when Snell is on, he's literally unhittable. I think we all know that, right? The problem is, is like. You know, when is he going to be on? You know, is he going to go like the next two months with like a, you know, four to five ERA and kind of be middle of the pack and then turn it on? Do we want to, you know, wait for him to, to turn it on? It's just, uh, it's, it's an interesting option and an interesting problem that the Padres have for sure. Rambo, DM me and Mod Council, by the way, in the Discord if anyone wants to join the VC. And if you have not, everybody, join the Padres Hogwatch Discord. I put the link pinned on top of the chat. And listen, remember, these are good problems to have. I think we all need to remember that. This is a good issue to have. You know, last year we were all raving about the pitching depth, and we lost that immediately. You remember when Vince Velasquez, Jake Arrieta, Reese Kinnear were shoving, excuse me, not shoving, pitching for the Padres. And now when you have questions like, do you need to move, do you need to trade Blake Snell because you have too many pitchers? Like, that's a great issue to have. So I don't want to trip about that. We can't afford no more flops. Rather trade Darvish and Snell. The issue is, Jake, with that is you, Darvish, has a 12-team no trade clause. Um, so that's going to be tougher um, to do so. If Haas and Machado stay hot once Tatis gets back, the offense will come as well. Jason says, what do you think of the veteran Yuzmiro Petit signing a minor league deal? I'll get into that this week. Makario Vistros, welcome to the Hogwatch. Thanks for subscribing. He has experience pitching with Melvin and the A's. Could he be called up soon? Absolutely. And I know they gave him an incentive-based deal. The biggest thing is, you know, you know, where in the bullpen? BQ has a question. I'm going to drag him up. BQ, man, welcome. You're live on the Hogwatch. What's your question for the stream? It's going to be tougher uh, to do so. Yo, BQ? Hello? Yo, what's good? What's good? Yeah, well, man. What's your question, bro? Was like, oh, I don't want to talk about this uh, game real quick. Is that fine? About what? About the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I thought this game was so good. Like, bro, um, Martinez did amazing today. Like, I thought he dealed. Like, what a game, bro. And, like, Machado is doing amazing right now. Like, he could all possibly be an MVP candidate at this point. 
the way he's playing. Who Machado? Oh, I'm, I mean, I mean, yeah, right, possibly right, 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 right now. Manny Machado's the the MVP of the National League. Now, I I hate to talk about that because we're we're just getting started in May and we haven't even played thirty games. But I mean, right, right now it's not even close. Uh, I I think I think Manny took it personally too that he won't say it because he says he won't care. But that Nolan Arenado won NL Player of the Month over him. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I, th- I you know yeah. so Manny Machado quickly two more home runs tonight the biggest knock on him was you know if there were any knocks was he's gonna hit 280 he's gonna have 100 rbis he's gonna play great defense but is he gonna hit 30 home runs and really be that superstar now the question is is he gonna hit 40 home runs right i mean i mean this guy is now slugging at a great clip and he is putting this team on his back right now i mean you talk about nick martinez performance tonight but manny machado won this team the game tonight i mean he just carried this team tonight and i mentioned it without tatis we need not Machado just to be freaking good in April, and he's been great. He's been great, you know. Yeah, maybe Walter has been stepping up. No, he's he's a uh, Machado single handedly is like the the main reason why the, why this team is where it is right now. Like absolutely, if this team, if Machado started last year, like or if it started. Uh, started this year excuse me like he did last year this team would have four or five more losses easily right now if not more the billis game would have been a loss lobster when you think you're creepy is that your problem okay come on okay come on mods come on mods focus on the chat please i need to see club against a good team yeah i don't you know i don't i still don't know who the odd man out's gonna be i still have no idea who the odd man out's gonna be balaki man you have a question what's up boss how you doing What's up, man? What's your question? Cool. Uh, You're judging Clev off one start, which he did. Test cops and AAA if he shoves, bring him up. I mean, the the question is bullpen help, right? It could be cops. Um, Again, guys, Michelle Baez had a start today at Lake Elsinore. Um, so he's going to be up maybe in a little bit. You can use a bullpen spot on him. I mean, talk about maybe potentially DFAing Craig Stammen, right? People aren't talking about that enough, but Craig Stammen right now no is way. not. He, he's that would not, destroy the clubhouse. He's not, no, it wouldn't. I mean, right now, Craig Stammen isn't a major league reliever at all. Uh, <laughs> so so that's another he's thing. Terrible. He's been terrible. So if you have someone like Cops who's coming up ready to go, if you have somebody, Michelle Baez, you have Morahone coming back in two months, I mean, there's going to be a lot of better options. Oh, mind you, Pierce Johnson's still on the IL, and you guys know I'm not high on Pierce Johnson. I think I think we're going to see Petit here very soon. And, 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 and kind of what role? Really well kind of what now. role? Sixth, seventh guy. He doesn't throw very hard, throws a lot of junk. Make a soft contact and has Bowman's trust. He's they have to give him a shot. There's no confidence in that bullpen. My outside question, of really Rogers Garcia's somewhat there. My question is why wasn't Petit signed? Because doesn't he have good numbers, guys? Stream. Let's take a look at this guy's he numbers. Really good numbers. He throws 85 fastball. Oh, oh. I mean, there's no gas. He's 38 years old. 39 years old, but he was the high leverage guy in Oakland. So if you take a, if, if you take a look at his numbers, 2021, 78 games pitched. Yo, mute your stream, whoever that is. Uh, he's a beast in his prime. He was a beast in his prime. I mean, he's like, it was so good. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, 3.92 ERA, 37 strikeouts. Guys, 2020, I know early, small season, 1.86 ERA. But what people said the strikeouts were good with this guy. Listen, we'll take a look into kind of what MLB trade rumors had to say. But they gave him a base salary of $1.5 million. It's not like this guy is worth nothing and worth pennies. Again, given Petit's reliability, it's a bit of a surprise he spent the entire offseason on the open market and didn't get a guaranteed roster spot. I think that's it's interesting, right? And again, his bottom line numbers have no doubt been aided by Oakland's large home ballpark and the elite defenses. Well, breaking news, Potters also have a, a big home ballpark. And again, he's not going to overwhelm you with his velocity, but he just continues to get it done, right? And he hasn't walked more than 6% of batters facing the season since moving to the pen in 2015. So if he can be kind of a diamond in the rough guy, just eat innings and just be reliable, right? Because right now we're at the point with Craig Stammen where it's you just know, you just know he's going to allow a run when he goes out there. With Tim Hill, you have no idea. So it's just, just, yeah. I just don't see the Padres, especially if it seems like everything's clicking this year, trading like the number one fucking clubhouse guy. I just can't, or, or, DFAing him or trading him or whatever. I just don't see it happening. His whip's nice, this guy. Trade for Luriano what, when suspension's done. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll Damon's see. Damon's like the father, like the father of the cl- uh, of the clubhouse. Good night, Yelena. I'll see you guys later, guys. Thank you so much again for 3,600 subscribers. I'm still here, man. I'm still streaming. I'm kind of down to have one of these Discord chats tonight live on stream. And remember, Austin Adams, I think, is done for the year. Javi Guerra was designated for assignment. Pierce Johnson, that's a weird one, right? Because he was put on the IL. He could have been retroactively coming off two days ago, and he's not. And I think, what is it, Sky? Tendinitis? So that's going to be another thing. When when does he come back? Um, you know, as much as I dislike him, he's still important for this team. So I don't know when Pierce is going to come back as well, but... Besides Rogers, Garcia, and Chris Matt, Steven Wilson's been going through a little bit of a funk. I don't really know, you know, I don't really know what, what this pen's going to do. And listen, Bob Melvin's never going to tell the media, you know, when AC's asking him, Bob, you know, do you trust this pen? You know, he's never going to say, you know, of course not. That's just a ruining the clubhouse. I mean, he's going to say, we're going to keep giving guys shots. But right now, Bob Melvin and this team knows that deep down that they don't trust everybody in this bullpen. He won't admit it. But he knows, and here's Bob Melvin on the pen Tough situation. To, I want to, I want to show to end what was a good trip, but um, you know we had that one, so uh, did, you know is what it is. But going, going the trip, going the going, and you're in that position. You know, it's all about the particular game that you're playing. So, um, you know, wish we could have pulled that one out. C.J. Abrams in the eighth. Dr- I want to see. He is. He's pretty aware. Of Where's AC's uh, right. second game to win? Situations. Doubleheader, you got to use your back end guys. You just hope he here it is. is. AC, I'm talking about the back end guys. Are you aware of the situations? Doubleheader, you got to use your back end guys. You just hope that you're scoring enough runs in the right. second game to win. Yeah, and and we felt like we did, you know, up to that point. So, you know, in the eighth inning, it looked pretty good, adding on a couple as well. From making a one run game to a three run game makes you feel even better. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Two things go wrong on the double and that score. So, you know, it, it just didn't work out. And we're going to find out, you know, how much longer. And I think that, you know, resulted in the Petit signing and other moves. Um, there's not a ton of there's not a ton of guys, though, on, on the market, right? I mean, where, where's Chafin right now? I know he's been struggling a bit, right? And he's... Is he's he, been getting hit. Yeah, he's been getting hit. His, and he's in Detroit right now. But I know he's yeah. been I know he's been a potential name that 
you know, if the Tigers are struggling and if Chafin's struggling, it could be a buy low, high ceiling kind of move, right? At the deadline. Yeah, um, he's got a decent sized contract, though. Does he? Like, outside of Loop, he got like the second biggest. He got a pretty big bag for a lefty. I want to say a couple year deal. Detroit has the top bullpen MLB. Yeah, as far but as ERA. it's early. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if that lasts. Runs. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust a lot of guys out of there, but they have a lot of uh, young players on that team. Angels might be willing to give up Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, if they get desperate enough for starting pitching. I don't know who the hitter you're going after. Matt but, Duffy. Uh, I mean, they maybe a, Matt Duffy. I mean, he, he, I, I might aim a little bit higher, depending on that's the we're sellers in a big buyer's market right now. You know, that's so a, it's a very good point because I can go guys. Jeff brings a good point because throw away the Potter 17 to nine record. They haven't, they have a surplus of starting pitching and you never know too. There could be a team like the Mets who have, I know they're 19 to nine and I know things are good, but they are still crushed right now in their rotation and their bullpen. They may go ahead and Steve Cohen doesn't give two shits about money. I mean, they may go ahead and, Give up a lot for Denelson Lamette, even. You never know. Like, you never know. Um, you know I think so. I I think the Red Sox are going to struggle this year, like, hardcore, especially compared to how they were supposed to. And I think maybe, like, someone like Hansel Robles or Matt Barnes could, could be huge options at the deadline for sure. Because uh, I just have a Barnes feeling. Has been, Barnes has a huge contract and has been blowing stuff. Yeah, Robles, I, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just don't think they're going to be in it at the deadline. Yeah. That's why, why I'm talking about those two names. We'll, we'll know Kike, more. I get an we'll outfielder from them to do Kike or Renfro, maybe. Whit Merrifield. Oh, case. Yeah, Whit Merrifield's going to be tough. Kike would be awesome for the for the second half stretch. That would be yeah, awesome. I looked at it. They just don't have any relief. Maybe Kike Strong. Robles and probably another piece. You're not going to get Garrett Whitlock or the other young guy. If Darvish sucks tomorrow, they'll make up an injury and put him on the IL. All right, everybody. Well, how do how do I join the voice call again, Hog? Am I oh shorty shorts? Um, yeah, man, just come in the general VC. I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up in maybe five to ten minutes. But as long as we got you know over a hundred of y'all in here wanting to chat pods, I mean, I'm not not doing anything else. So more than happy, guys. Thank you so much for letting me hit 3,600 subscribers. Road to 4K begins. The Padres defeat the Marlins two to one. If we take a quick look at our top hog graphics of the night, guys, how about that graphic? Huh, looking pretty sexy if you ask me. Machado reigns supreme at eight top hogs. Hosmer at five. Jeff, I love the hog pen. I love that idea. Got to make that yeah. a third column because it, it would be a lot of Taylor yeah. Rogers. I'll tell you that. Maybe maybe I'll catch up. Maybe I'll just go through each game and and, and catch it up, kind of like what I did with the table, um, so we can all be yeah, caught up. Yeah, but it'll up. be a little bit weighted if you get a guy that you know unexpectedly nuts up for something, and Rogers what do you, does what he does. How much do you think Emmanuel? Clase or Clase or Clase? No, guy no chance. Clase. No chance. A ton. No I chance. Think we might Snell. Be, they're going to be scouting. Out, they're they're going to be out of it, though. These next four days, we might be scouting some guys that are going to be our tra trade deadline pieces. They have a lot of young guys in the bullpen. They're willing to move. Have you seen Have you seen Clase's contract? Look at my stream. This guy it's, is under team control until 2028. Okay? Not a shot. <laughs> and, and 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 he's owed in the next six years, okay, 
a combined $35 million. This would cost 38 arms, 48 legs, and probably three eyeballs to go ahead and get Klaus, Klaus, whatever the hell you want to say. He's 24. There's no way. There's just no way they're going to trade him unless unless you gave up Snell. You know, <laughs> I don't know. They're not gonna. They're not gonna trade this guy. Is he a full name, Padre? I mean, team team teams that are out of it at the deadline. Well, like almost all, like those teams' entire bullpens are usually for, for sale for for a not price. Young, controllable, elite uh, arms, bro. I mean, those guys go yeah. for a ton. I mean, think about what the Padres were able to get for, like, Fernando Rodney, who was a 38-year-old half-year rental, dude. Imagine what they're going to get for this guy. I mean, what about what they got for Brad Hand? Like, all these different situations. Like, they're not going to just get... Th these guys cost, like, elite starting pitchers, man. I mean, this is no joke. I mean, same with the... You know, this, this guy's similar to the uh, Duval guy on the Giants. Uh, right? What's his name? They're, they're, they're a closer. Uh, oh, Camilla Duvall. Yeah, Camilla yeah. Duvall. He, yeah, he's another guy who's kind of in that class A like range where it's just like you're not trading them unless some team is going Godfather mode because they're desperate as hell. You know, they're not going to trade those guys. Uh, oh, dude, I got to trade right here. Matt Bush coming back to San Diego, Texas Rangers. Matt Bush picture. has been good. I know, and, and he plays for the Rangers. Bring him back to San Diego, dude. But who else with? If we're moving... Uh, I mean, we're not moving Snell for that. Uh, God, that would be such a cool story. Weathers though. for him, and maybe you can get an outfield piece. Maybe Mitch Garver. Yeah. You think you think you can do? You think you can do Weathers for Bush and Garver? Uh, maybe yes. If, yes. Uh, if Garver's got one year left. And they're out of it at the trade deadline. Maybe, yeah. Interesting I mean, trade. I I'll, I'll just tweeted it. I asked people. Interesting trade. Now Bush has never. He hasn't been under stress, but he does have raw stuff. So. Yeah, his last start was bad, but uh, uh, be before his last uh, appearance, he was very, very good. And he's the he's the, the setup guy, I think, for the Rangers right now. Yeah, because I made a point too. It's kind of like, remember the Yankees or like you know Andrew Miller and Dylan Batanz. It's like all these good teams. They have like two potential closers, you know, and like who go eight nine. So if we got like Taylor Rogers and then two legit setup guys to go seven eight. It just makes you feel a lot better too about you know not having to have your starters go seven because right now with this Padres team isn't it a big difference when your starter goes six for seven because you 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 get you get concerned like who's gonna throw the seventh you know like who's gonna throw the seventh and that's where it's concerning um, especially when like the Padres have like five six seven and then eight nine one coming up in the next two innings when you know we're just not gonna score because we just don't score with the bottom of our lineup right now. Yeah, it's definitely concerning for sure. Absolutely. Well, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a big stream, a great stream. The Padres get it done. We hit 3,600 subscribers. Guys, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the Hogwarts, Twitter, the Hogwarts, TikTok, Hogwarts, this podcast. 
stream has been brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for betting needs. We got the Kentucky Derby this weekend. We got F1 this weekend. We got a lot of big time events this weekend. Matt Bush would be legit, man. You guys just being in the stream tonight is more than legit, everybody. Have a great rest of your evening.